0: Up. This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild on Season 6, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wild world of wrestling and witchcraft on Wednesdays. Now today's guest, him and I go way back, way back to the Deep South Wrestling. That's when I was under developmental contract with WWE and he had put his life basically on hold to take a shot at becoming a pro wrestling superstar now i don't want to reveal too much about this interview but it is a truly personal candid conversation between two old friends catching up so without further ado ladies and gentlemen my friend aew superstar brian cage Okay. Are you feeding your baby?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can't oh. it's like just out of out of sight, but okay. uh, you know he's in my. You can barely see him right there. He's in my arm.
0: Oh, so congratulations!
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: You gotta. You, how how old is the little one?
1: Uh, he's two months. Oh, he's pretty brand thinking new.
0: <laughs> so fresh.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> he's actually been such a such a good baby. Like so chill so relaxed really um like the other day i watched him the whole day when most had to go to california yeah and i think that was the first time i've actually seen him like actually cry oh like and i was like he, he had just gotten his uh some of his vaccines like the day before so like yeah. you know all temperamental and stuff like sensitive so that's the first time like he just kind of started crying on over like what's wrong what happened oh. like 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 he was like hurt or something and you know it's so funny when uh they cry and they give you that little lip and you're like, oh, I want to help you. I don't know how to help you. What, what happened?
0: It's okay. I have a big baby here. This is Carlos, an Italian Mastiff who needs to be on camera at all times. Sit down, please.
1: Sit we down. almost got uh, what, uh, a Borbella. Oh. A uh, a couple years back because Melissa wanted another dog. And it's so funny too, like, out of all the safety measures we have.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, she's like, oh, that would be great too because – and this is a giant dog. We have two dogs already. But yeah. long story short, I was like, oh babe, you're gonna be like responsible for like, you know, training the puppy basically if I'm gone all the time. So totally. I was like, I don't want that task. And she's like, uh, maybe we'll need another one. <laughs> and then we actually got a Frenchie, because she wanted a Frenchie, which obviously isn't a protective dog. Nope. Uh, nor, nor is my pug. But uh <laughs> last year, almost almost year to the date, because it was on my birthday, yeah. uh, I ended up, I had this big birthday party planned, everybody's in town for it. And uh, I spent it in the ER rushing my dog there to go freaking get cut open because of <gasps> some foam thing she ate and was clogging her. And uh, it was, yeah, I took her to the urgent oh, care. No. They thought they would take care of it and they called me back. Like, no, you have to rush to the ER. She's going to die. Like, you don't take her right right now. Oh, so my I spent goodness. the uh, first half of my party in the, in the vet <laughs> getting that all set up. And $6,800 $6, $8, later, uh, oh, I, I told her, that's your new dog. Our old dog is your new dog now. So
0: dogs are are something it's sit down carlos stop it sit down sit stop it how much does he weigh he is probably about 120. so the italian mastiffs are a little bit leaner yeah but he's he when he stands up on his hind legs he's taller than me by by a bunch but that's not that hard i it's like you're Um, exceptionally
1: tall but yeah i'm so (laughs) (laughs) tall
0: uh but you know what they they are great guard dogs but the counterbalance to it is they guard you from everyone which is not helpful uh sure, because sure. 90% of people that come to your home are not intruders but they treat everybody the same but i don't love people and when i walk him people cross the street immediately so it's that i like that part
1: oh cuz they're like oh, big yeah, dog move he- over here
0: but they're such suckies like w- for their own owners they're uh yeah they he's a big Big, cuddly, mushy, you, but yeah, they just have that switch, right? They're either big suck bags or.
1: I, I had a while they were growing up. It was like the family dog, and he was such a great dog. And it was so weird. He was so friendly with everyone. Yep. And then when you went to leave, I don't know why, what like, what tricked in or tripped in his mind. when you're <laughs> going to leave, he would lose it. So as you went to the door to open the door, he would literally come. Barking like crazy and like sprinting at you, and everybody's like, "Oh shoot!" And like goes to close the door, and he'd jump up, like like he's attacking you, like slam the door on you on the way out. I'm like, "Zeus, oh, no. what the hell?" Like super friendly, freak out like a little dog just getting excited when he came in. And yeah. Then, as soon as you went to leave, it was like, "Oh, you want to leave? Well, then come <laughs> back then." Like, it was wild. I'm like I, I so I, my friends were like would now and they like, "Okay, here he comes," but oh, I, I don't know why. God. I think it was so weird.
0: So switching gears from dogs to parent life, you and Melissa have had a whirlwind couple of years. You are a big AEW superstar. She's doing her thing full time. You brought a baby into the world. How are you guys balancing this new wonderful, beautiful part of life? I will give uh, a
1: lot of the credit to her. She is uh, yeah. a little bit of Superwoman over here, and I'll take care of most of it. And. Uh, I mean, yeah, it enables me to still do a lot of what I can do. Um, and that's why, when, you know, things call like 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 this moment where I'm like, oh, I have to do this podcast, but oh no, I got to feed the baby. I keep like, nope, I'm sorry, I'm busy. You got to do something. Like She does it so much. So I'm like, all right, well, oh. I got to figure it out. But I, I, yeah, uh, I love but, that. And our daughter, actually, who will be six very soon, she's actually been really helpful too with them. So oh,
0: good. I guess this is like, like you said, it's not the first time you've done it, but probably yeah. where you are in your careers is a little bit different.
1: Uh, speaking of which, when I first met you in deep South, yeah, number two, that was, uh, so I have a, so Melissa and I have two kids. is our second one. And okay. I have a, a son from a past relationship. Oh, I, I didn't remember, know. So like how I even got to deep South and I was just jumping all over the place, but I don't even know if you remember this. So oh. I, because I was su- such good friends with Canyon. Yeah. Um, I remember he hit me up because I talked about possibly like trying to go out to Florida or something because he was there at the same time and or at that time. Yeah. And he, he hits me up and he goes, "Hey, I'm gonna move back to Atlanta, but I'm actually that might be good for you because they have a, a developmental school out there." And he goes, "I can talk to, uh, to Bucci, who I'm cool with, and see if like maybe we can't get you in there to help, uh you know, get things going." And really get them to get to look at you? I'm like what? Cool. So. Uh, long story short between all that stuff i yeah. with the blessing of my son's mom i move out there my son was like maybe 6 7 months old at the time oh wow he was super young and, and people thought like that also it was like oh i don't care like no it was heartbreaking to like oh. leave and go out there and i'd of never really been outside of california at that time so it was like huge culture shock didn't know what to do i had a really good you know shoot job that paid me well that i'm quitting to go pursue you know the chance at this and even though there was so much doubt and uncertainty. Yeah. I felt like if I didn't go out there, there would always be this what if, you know, if if, if I didn't go. So, I show up. I also, that's when I found more about uh, Canyons bipolar depression too. Mm. And, he was more manic about like setting everything up and then I got there, you know, he was down and I'm kind of like, like it was cool hanging out with him and like, you know, just he was kind of like lounging around the house watching movies. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm over here to get things, you know, started. I'm not just, sitting here for a vacation for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, you're not having a ha-ha.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like look, look, I want to go get a job. I want to get out there. I want to train. Like, I need to get things moving so I could try to get back to my family, you know, as soon as possible. Of course. Uh, he talked to Bucci. Um, I, I I, went and got a job at LA Fitness. That way, too. It paid for my membership. Yeah. I also had the, heart, the realization as well that California having the highest state minimum wage and I just thought that was minimum wage all around. And then when I found out that, uh, Georgia was federal, not state. And it was like five fifteen an hour at that time. I was like, uh, Oh my God. I'm like, that's, that's nothing. Um, yeah. And I was making especially the overtime, like almost triple that like of the job that I left. Yeah. So I show up like that Thursday before the show and I go to the back and knock on the door, like totally like, nonchalant. Like, Cause I'm thinking like, Oh, it's all premeditated and everyone knows. Yeah. And, uh, Good old Festus answers the door. And uh, I'm like, (laughs) what the hell? Like, who's this? And I go, hey, yeah, is uh, is, uh, Bill here? I'm supposed to talk with Bill. And he goes, who are you? I'm like, "Uh, oh, Brian, Brian Cage. Like, he should know that I'm coming. And he's like, okay. So he's like, wait a second. And so he shuts the door. And then Bill opens it. And he goes, who are you? And I go, (laughs) Brian Cage. (laughs) And he just looks at me. And I go, Bucci was supposed to talk to you, set all this up. And he goes, nobody told me no i talked to mike and i was like uh uh, and then i'm like oh crap and he goes wait what what, what's going on i go well i was a wrestler and i Bucci had it set up and i just came here from california he goes you just flew in from california i'm like yeah he goes wait hold on on. come in come in, come inside come inside uh, and then that's why i just sat there and watched the show so i'm talking to him and he's like he's a guard cable we'll we'll figure it out um you know it's going to be stopped here pretty soon anyways so why don't you uh why don't you just come back, you know, when we restart after Christmas and we'll, we'll figure out, you know, what we can do for you. And then they were going to charge me to come there. No, maybe even they did like the first month. Then also I was sending all the money I made cash wise back home and I was living off of credit cards. Also to like that whole time in Georgia, I racked up $20,000 in credit card debt. Oh my go God. Out there, yeah. I was, people talk about sacrifices, right? That's I'm out there. So I'm missing my son growing up. I'm, you know, going broke. And, uh, I remember telling Jody yeah. like the second month, I'm like, I'm like, I just, I don't, I can't afford it. I'm like, I understand. Like I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, cheapskating or scapegoating. And he goes, you know what, don't worry about it. Um, just keep coming. Like, it's not a big deal. Like we, we, we just want you to keep coming here. I'm like, all right, sweet. So lo and behold too, and not just from being there, but more so, which I mean, it did help with Dr. Tom, but yeah. uh, from uh, meeting Lou Cox, who was a good friend of the Canyon, and Bill Barons, they're actually the ones when I ended up moving back to California when Deep South closed down. They got me set up as an extra, and I did okay. the three different loops, two Smackdowns and a Raw, and I I got signed during that uh, during those oh. times. So it was cool coming back to uh to Florida. I'd seen Tom there, and as I walked in, and Tom was like Brian Cage. He's like. <laughs> Way to be persistent. I was like, yeah, I made it happen. So
0: Wow. I had no idea because we were all scrambling during that time. We were all in McDonough and then it was like, okay, now we're closing. Now we all have to move to Tampa at the time. You know, everyone was so there one minute gone the next. And I had no idea that you were struggling so much. You never said anything. You just showed up happy to be there, happy to work. And meanwhile, I had no idea you had a newborn at home. You're living off credit cards, no one knew you were even gonna come there. Like no. I'm not I'm not surprised though. Like, as much as I have hilarious memories of Deep South, it was a well disjointed machine.
1: After you quote unquote make it, right? People just think like you had it easy. I'm like, no, I had plenty of struggles, you know, even after that. But oh, um, yeah. that's just part of the deal of like sacrificing it and going after it, you know, whatever your dream is, whether it's entertainment wise, business wise, whatever. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it obviously paid off in the end. Like, and all that debt got paid off eventually from wrestling, so thank God. But Thank God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it was uh, – I, I obviously wouldn't have preferred it that way. But, again, yeah. as everyone says, you know, things happen for a reason, and I don't know if I would change it. And it helps – it definitely helps, like, humble me and appreciate so much more that I have now and really respect and uh, just, just admire everything I went through that, you know, kind of creates the person that you become.
0: Let's talk about your physique when we first met in, what, 2005, 2006. You have put in an immense amount of work, and, you know, you're, you're massive now. You're the most jacked dude, and, you know, you're, you're still balancing your life. You're wrestling. You have a new baby. You're doing kickflips on the internet. How are you still on a skateboard at your size? <laughs>
1: um, I think that one surprised people the most, too. Uh, it, when we were in Jacksonville, too, for, like, 21 the Young Bucks got, like, sent a bunch of skateboard stuff. Yeah. And uh, the people, they were just giving them out to everyone. And I started putting together and gripping everyone's skateboards, and everyone was, was shocked. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's working at a skate shop. I was a big skater. And, like, I think even <laughs> I did it in Helicos and Jack Evans. Yeah. And then they had uh, Darby do, like, Brandon Cutler. So then they're like, oh, dude, BK did it way better than Darby did. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I got some skills. I always talk about that, too. Like, when I graduate high school, I was only 155 pounds. So, crazy, even though it's smaller. And Deep South, to me, yep. I was jacked compared to what I was then. So, like, sure. I've always been super dedicated with that. And that's why, you know, except to I went to LA Fitness um, and only to, like, work as a trainer. But that way I had the free gym membership. And I was there, right. you know, before every freaking practice, after every practice. So, um, I never had the, like, intention or even, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say desire, but, like, just the idea that I would get, like, this big muscular-wise. That yeah. wasn't, like, the plan. It just kind of No, happened. it wasn't. So, I mean, like, I was Want to, to be Jack? Jack I never thought that, like, I would be capable of, like, being, like, this size, so to speak. Sure. Um, and and also, like, a lot of people thought that I was just like, this crazy high flyer. I've always, always been, like, athletic and stuff. I actually did more, like, flips and tricks, so to speak. Like, yeah. as I got bigger, more so than when I was, like, littler. Like, I just kind of started trying it. I remember I did some stuff in FCW when I did get signed, when I still was yeah. smaller. Like, just yeah. on the crash pad, like, messing around. But I never really incorporated in it any any of it or much of it. And then um it really way I wasn't until probably like thirteen, fourteen, uh two thousand thirteen or fourteen that like I yeah. started doing stuff just like I was like like oh, there's like probably one six man match or something. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna moons all to the outside. And it was like what? <laughs> and it got such a huge reaction and then I just kept kinda like just started doing stuff and it yeah. would be so over because it was like my size doing it. Totally. And then I started doing it like all the time, way too often just to like <laughs> stand out and get, get more over. Um, and yeah. then now I do it, uh, very rarely. Like I think I've dove maybe like three times in my whole like AW career. So, um, uh, <laughs> I, I know everyone knows that I can do it, but since I don't ever do it, every time I yeah. do do something, it's like as if I did it for the first time. So it gets more of a reaction. Sure.
0: Well, I, I hate to be biased, but like uh, you know, you like you said, you expect it out of someone who is more of a cruiserweight. It is so much more impressive at your size because you lose mobility. You lose flexibility as you put on muscle. So the fact that oh. your trajectory has changed to being more high flying as a jacked monster is amazing.
1: Oh, I definitely uh I definitely lost mobility and flexibility though. Like it's yeah. a, I I mean I can touch my <laughs> toes or whatnot, but I definitely don't like I loved chain wrestling there for a while uh, and doing so much stuff. But so much of that now is so much more difficult. At least to do it smoothly just because, like, I get in my own way, you know, trying to, like, do it.
0: (laughs) My bicep is in my way. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) There's you doing the things that are hard. You're flipping and flying when you're how much? How much do you weigh now? 262. And how tall are you? Six foot. Oh, boy. Good for you.
1: You. Grocery bowls like must two, be fun. That's <laughs> probably two like, and not as lean. But like I was probably two fifty sure. in deep south, maybe, maybe two fifty, two ten. Like,
0: it's funny because I like associate you with being around the same age, the same kind of uh, era in wrestling. And I hate to say, it but arguably, our generation is aging a little bit more gracefully than right? even the youngins.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm about to be forty here in a couple of weeks. <gasps> so happy early order. birthday thank you thank you and like most people would be like oh no I feel so old but I'm like dude I'm jacked in great shape I move around so like even even being a white guy I'm like I feel like I look younger in the face so I'm like a hundred percent you do I, I, go, I don't feel bad about that at all and it made me think like even when I was like an eight-year-old or whatever my mom's friends would like joke around and like lie about their age all the time yeah even at that time I would like always be like but wait if you're you know so say they're they're 38 and they're like oh I'm 25 I'm like well, you look awful for being 25. Like, like I don't <laughs> see, like, in my head, even as a little kid, I'm like, wouldn't you want to say you're older so you look younger? Not yeah. say you're younger, but you look way older? Like, I was like, huh? Eh. No,
0: it's, you want people to be like, oh, you look great
1: for your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, exactly. don't want to lie. I mean, same with Melissa, too. She looks phenomenal. She's, She'll be the same age as me in a few months. So,
0: oh, I, you know what? I, I mean this no disrespect. I thought Melissa was younger than us.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody does. Like, I. I mean, when I first met her, I thought she was, too. I Please tell me what
0: food. cream she uses. <laughs> she has some, she is, she's doing some voodoo as a child.
1: I mean, and that's the same thing as, as like regimented. I mean, yep. she's all about her fitness too. She's actually in our garage gym right now. That's oh, why good. I have a thing. But, uh, um, as, but as regimented as I'm about my meals and supplements yeah. and prepping and packing and everything, she's got her whole facial routine every morning oh, yeah. down. Like, and like, even then, she tries, she's tried to get me on stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to teach a, old dog do tricks like look i have my yep. regiment that i do for me already and to add yep. anything else in there is, it's too much it's like That's, maybe i yeah. can get it in there for like a week and then once you miss it once you're like yeah never mind it just goes it by has you. to
0: be a balance yeah well, I always look at Joe Rogan, love him or hate him. You know, he's 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 in his late fifties, mid to late fifties, and Homeboy is just a podcaster, and he's looking like he's ready to be in a UFC
1: octagon at yes, any time. Yeah, yeah. Like and, you know, and I think a lot of that too is just staying active. It's, oh, for sure. That's, that's, I think that's the number one thing. Is because so many people become so sedentary, especially on the yeah. work. But then when they're not working, that yeah. you just it's like it just just ages you doing nothing. Where and it's funny because then it's so much harder to do something where you don't want to because you know everything hurts or this that whatever and the kind of I think the cure all for it is to get up and do something so it's kind of a catch twenty two like you kind of got to break through that that uh, that mold there to like get things going but I think the longer you don't do it just the worse it gets and the worse it gets
0: hundred percent, and I don't know about you, but I'll put my tin hat on at any point. Uh, I think you know, really, food is medicine, and it's 100%. so easy to just fall into the, especially with our lifestyle, is to eat on the road, eat at restaurants, grab things that are quick and healthy, and then you know we live in this world of ph- pharmaceutical solutions, and you know the the basis, and I think for anti aging is really eating good whole foods with not a lot of crap in them things that come in packages and boxes they're not good for you
1: well i felt because you know i'm not competing in bodybuilding or anything but i just love the lifestyle and i uh i have my food nine out of ten times i do have a huge sweet tooth that's what really gets me is all the sweets <laughs> and the desserts i, I can yeah. say no i love pizza and hamburgers and stuff but Ooh, i can yes. say no that and pasta and like all the real food sweet yep. it's like oh it's so hard especially if it's if it's free you know, if you're in catering <laughs> or like, if somebody yeah. you know makes it, it's like, oh, do you want a brown? It's like, oh, but um, <laughs> yeah, like that's definitely helped me with everything because of just I just naturally already do that. And then yeah. it, the more and more we've looked into like, you know, foods in foreign countries, and you see yeah. how much different it is, or how many things are banned, and or the ingredient list is half the size, like in the United States and whatnot. It's like, yeah, oh. like oh. I mean, a bag of Cheetos is still not garbage for you, but like, why is there double the ingredients? and yeah. the cheetos here than everywhere else it's like whoa. oh yeah
0: and you're like if i drop a cheeto underneath my car seat and i find it five years later why does it look the same like right? yes <laughs> what Just does that do to too. your body yeah it's so crunchy yeah because you're going to taste
1: it like oh it looks good. I, I, dude, I absolutely would taste it for sure <laughs> like don't like it. i'd have to have a whoa, cheeto now you've been
0: in this industry for how many years now Total from uh, when you started training. Going on
1: eighteen this year.
0: Ooh, and you've watched the full trajectory of women's wrestling from you know the Attitude Era, probably before, and then since you've been in it, and you've seen what it looked like in WWE with the Divas, and now you're in AEW that has a huge, diverse vast women's division as well as being married to Melissa who is a badass bitch in her own right.
1: right hi
0: Melissa Congratulations if you can hear me. I can. I can. Okay thank you. You look beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. All things considered (laughs) I'm a dripping mess right now coming from cardio, but I appreciate it. Bye. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye.
1: You know what too? Um, It's funny and I will take this opportunity to to put you over. Oh. Because I remember there wasn't a whole, I mean, yeah, when I first started too, there wasn't a lot of women's wrestling right? There wasn't no. uh, uh you know, I've seen WWE, but like in the indies, there wasn't that many women. And if there ever was, like, they just weren't good. because They were almost like valets that wanted to be wrestlers, didn't really do much or whatever. And then I remember, I think I've already I've put you over a thousand times to yourself, but <laughs> I remember watching you and Angelina in there and like running like all the you know, spots and stuff, and I was like, Crap, I've never seen a girl move like that. Oh. Like, just your arm drags and everything else. I, actually, even then, the first, I guess, intergenerate thing I've ever done was taking a head scissors from you as well. Uh, back then, I don't think that was the first move i ever taken from a girl. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember I was blown away. Uh-huh. And I remember me talking to like, Canyon or even friends back home. Like, dude, there's this girl there. Like, dude, she's unbelievable. Uh-huh. And then I, I felt so, like, bummed when, like, as women wrestling really was blown up, like, you kind of, like, semi-retired, if you will. And I was like, dude, she was, like, so much better than these girls and, like, so ahead of her time before, like, all this women's revolution stuff, so. Thank
0: you. That is so, so kind. Thank you so much. And, like, I think uh, I I will, I'll toot my own horn for my day. I I know I was ahead of the curve and I was an athlete and that's why I was hired because I didn't look like all the other girls like I didn't have big fake boobs at the time and I didn't have, you know I like I didn't look like a 90s porn star. That's where we were at I was over with the boys and I had the respect and it was really cool because we had a family But I always think like my biggest hindrance was the fact that I could wrestle Because they never really knew what to do with me and it was hard to place me but I had been at it since I was 18. I was hired by WWE just before I turned 20. So by the time I had gone over to TNA, I put in a good five years. I was 25 and I was like kind of burnt out and there was nothing else for me. I knew WWE wasn't gonna take me back and I was too burnt out to do it anyways. So, you know, I had to step away and I stepped away for 10 years. I was done. Like when I stepped away, I was done. And I wasn't even bitter. I just thought I thought my, my best years were behind me like i thought i thought this was it when i when i stepped into wrestling i really thought this is where i belonged and i just felt like a a square peg trying to fit in a round hole so so thank you that means a lot well, coming from
1: you're, you you're you're only 20 in uh, deep south mm-hmm. that's crazy because that's i mean at 22 also being that good as well I'm like unbelievable and Aww. i mean maybe it's just being a uh, canadian because i remember there wasn't when natty got there that's all good yeah it was too and it's funny enough, when I was in FCW, and I guess my old cage logo kind of looked, kind of looked like like, like a maple leaf or something. It looked more like Kinda,
0: that. yeah.
1: Uh, and so I remember, like, especially a lot of the the non-wrestlers that were there in FCW. yeah, And players and stuff. I don't, even, I don't even know how I got even brought up, but they're like, they said something about me being Canadian. I go, I'm not Canadian. And they're like, what? Is that, <laughs> you like a maple? I go, oh, no. And they're like, oh, we all just kind of assumed you were because like you came in you were like so good like right away. Like, yep. you're Canadian because all the Canadians we have here are good. <laughs> like, <TJ laughs> I do remember that. And Nanny, like so. Yeah. And I go, I go, what? All right. Well, I, go, I can dig that. I'll take that as a compliment.
0: <laughs> I mean, Canadians usually do pretty well in the world of wrestling because yes. there's not that many of us.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes, yes.
0: <laughs> you know, I was in Deep South when the Bella Twins were there, when Natty was there, Angelina, Chrissy Vane. That was when that dial really changed and the Bellas became like it and those girls work crazy hard and they're incredible um business women and they've done so well for themselves but you know i watched that the divas or total divas and i watched their careers ebb and flow and i just sat there thinking what did i do wrong like how did i miss that boat
1: yeah and i thought i mean like you just said you were light years ahead of the you know all of them as far as in in ring works because you you awesome kong her first loss right yes yeah yeah.
0: which you know what that was the thing like okay i didn't slot into wwe for whatever reason but i think it was 2007 i'd have to check my own wikipedia um when i went over to tna the first time yeah i was there for about five years and then at 25 i was burnt out and that's when i left i was gone for 10 years and then i came back during covid hey
1: man so you didn't wrestle all that whole time huh
0: Wow. 10 years I took off, and, and that crazy. was scary.
1: COVID, that's what brought you back on. Uh, COVID. The worst time. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that was kind of the, the thing. I had gone through a really terrible marriage, which then resulted in a really terrible divorce, custody battle. And it was during that time that I thought, you know what, I lost myself during this marriage. And I think when you don't have a good partner – motherhood you know it changes you hormonally physically mentally and i just thought you know what this is my time i need to get back to like my roots and who i am and what makes me happy and you know i was a firefighter i've been a firefighter since 2015 and during COVID, it was a crazy time and i just thought you know what i'm coming back i'm coming back now because it would be the hardest time to come back but it it wrestling really saved me i would say again because All this personal life I'd built up imploded and I was fighting for custody of my son and just like as you do during a normal divorce, like it's not like that I lost custody. I have full, I have sole custody, but that the court system makes you feel like at any moment you can lose and it all gets uprooted and you know canada was so strict with the COVID rules i've had so many COVID tests and to then get a visa during that time to go perform for the first time in 10 years wrestle in front of no audience
1: oh
0: i know wrestling did save me but what you might be remembering is i came back after 10 years for only three months and then the way my nasty custody battle went my Ex actually used COVID against me and said I was endangering my son's life uh, while traveling, traveling during the pandemic. Although he was also a f- frontline worker, a first responder, so make sense out of that. But my son is my my world. He's my top priority, and there was no there was no second guessing. Like, okay, f- it. I retired for ten years. I came back three months. I'll step back, and I stepped back for another year. So I came back for three months, stepped back for another year, and then I came back. So basically, I tried to revive my career at 37 years old.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? It's like the new 20s. So who cares? But
0: thank you. Yes, agreed.
1: What? So I mean, what are you? I, I know this is your podcast, but yeah. So what's no? Please, what, I love what, this. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing now then?
0: Well, actually, so wrestling is put on the shelf for me yeah. again. I went through. A ton of shit again I haven't even publicly spoken about this so you're like you know you're pressing the right buttons here (laughs) but I went through a lot in my personal life so like I said I touched on custody battle the divorce and my dad had a heart attack shortly thereafter and first responders did CPR on him for almost an hour he made it but it was eight months in the hospital he was in the ICU, he almost died a couple times, he got COVID, he had to have a tracheotomy and a partridge and a pear tree, but he's home, he's independently living, so that was beautiful. The custody battle, divorce got nastier in that time, affected my work life, both wrestling and as a firefighter. And then I moved in with my sister and my now late brother-in-law during that time. And I basically, almost just a year to the day that my dad had a heart attack, my brother-in-law had uh, a freak accident happen and passed at 37 years old, oh. and that left my 32-year-old sister and my then two-year-old niece without a dad, and with you know with everything I'd already been through, I thought you know what I, I, I better take a break from like I was going to take a leave from firefighting and just do my podcast just be on the road full time but what people don't know is when I came back to wrestling I was bringing my son on the road with me full time and that's like two 12-hour tv days with TNA and then I was doing my podcast I was working full time as a firefighter still and I think when I walked away from everything and I was just going to focus on wrestling my body pooped out on me And I had a a neurological emergency that scared me enough that I thought, you know what, if this is any correlation to wrestling, then that's it for me. So I was gonna give wrestling my all this past year. And after everything i'd been through whether it was stress whether it was the covid vaccine whether it was going to happen to me anyways my body gave out on me and so wrestling is on the shelf for me now
1: oh dang so is that uh for a good thing or just you know i never say never but more than likely
0: <sighs> so what happened to me was so scary and so forever changing i think that like i'm still not i i've been medically cleared yeah if i if i you know kind of ever changed my mind but like my life is not a hundred percent yet they take certain privileges away from you when these things happen to you and i think being a mom and um recovering from all the like emotional things that went on for two years yeah. I, I, my life focus has changed i think my self-worth always was wrapped up in producing uh, wrestling, doing a podcast, being a firefighter, being the best mom, doing, 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 and maybe not dealing with like emotional pain kind of thing that now that that all got wiped from me, my 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 happiness stems from like having a family, and I have I met the love of my life during this, which makes no sense because that's not what you're <laughs> supposed to meet your person,
1: yeah,
0: um. But I made, I met this amazing guy, and I just love family life. And I would have loved to have stayed involved with Impact. Like, just because it may have been wrestling on the shelf, I would have loved to have been like, I stay in a manager role. Like, the coven was my baby. People don't know this, but I f-ing wrote that shit. Like, being a witch on screen was everything I dreamed of in the nineties, like the craft and grunge music and like all that shit, that's really who I was, am. Or, you know, producing backstage, participating creatively, commentary, like I would have loved to have stayed, but I guess, you know, just the way that company goes and right time, right place, it didn't end up staying that way. So I'm living in the world that I always am, whereas like, I don't know. I retired at twenty five, and then I came back ten years later. I don't know
1: how long did your divorce? How long did it all last?
0: Having a final order and like the books are yeah. closed. It was about two years. Yeah, um, and I'm yeah about two years.
1: Let's call so it. So I had um that's become like like a, a personal deal, right? Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, so like <laughs> we're getting little, real. Uh, I always joke and say it's like my 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 holy uh, female trinity. So I have my son's mom, <laughs> I have the yep. ex wife, and I have the current wife. Right? So okay when uh when i i divorced with my ex-wife and that became that became bad too and we didn't even have like anything to really like fight over it. and it was still just just so bad and yeah i just had now know my friends were married who might get divorced and whether they want it don't want it whatever um like, i'll tell you this right now like and i was the one that wanted to divorce too and even then I'm like there's no winning like i felt just as crappy of uh, as as her not wanting to yeah. divorce it's just it's a no-win situation well, yeah. It, it, so my my son though was from uh, the previous relationship, my high school sweetheart, and yeah. my my ex wife and my son's mom, who were not cool at all the whole time we were together. Now we're best friends, and then no, yes, and it made it such a nightmare. And all of a sudden, like my son at this time too is, I think roughly eight nine. Okay. And all of a sudden it was like i was like splitting up with the son's mom all over again so while i'm dealing with the divorce battle i'm also all of a sudden this huge out of nowhere custody battle which we've had fine for like i said like almost nine years now right right well since we separated so seven years whatever it is but um so yeah it was a no-win situation and even then the 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 divorce was probably about maybe a year and a half and then okay and but then the child dispute still went on for another like three years. So it was Oof. before I got it all solved and you know I guess sorted so to speak. Yeah. But, oh yeah. So I, I I totally understand how much of a pressing nightmare and just just. Oh. So so draining. So draining. And just feels. It is so
0: draining, there. and it doesn't have to be as hard as it ends up being. Like oh. people, it brings out the worst in people.
1: Oh, for sure. And then and then whether anybody wants to admit it, everyone's using. Like the real loser out of it too is, is, is the child. Like and I think oh, everyone I uses him as like a ploy to like get back at the spot like and it's it's just so, so such a shame. Especially too in the fact yeah. that like like and even then with the uh my son's mom, like there really was no reason for it at all. And it was almost like it just like got inspired by the whatever ex the, the ex wife was feeding into her and then become friends and just kinda mm. like, Hey, we should totally stick it to Brian. I, I, it was just ah. A nightmare it was rough and then it made it really rough too for uh for melissa and i like because going through all throughout like right when we got together then too yeah and then um yeah for her to uh stick through it all too when she i brought a lot of baggage to the relationship was uh you know yeah definitely uh, uh no easy task so so i, I was no. in that regard but yeah it did sound like you had quite the traumatic uh couple of events going on back to back, to back. so i understand yeah. but I, I always feel I hate when people stop wrestling, especially like, you know, when I enjoy them both personally and professionally. But also more so <laughs> when it's somebody like like you that I feel like definitely doesn't ha- haven't really got to showcase or get the you know your, your your flowers as the kids say now these days.
0: Oh yeah, the flowers
1: <laughs> that, that you deserve I for sure. That.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know what? There's always that part of me that feels like <laughs> I just keep missing the mark. And then, you know, I think if I'm going to be I'm really practicing being like vulnerable and emotional these days is I worry like am I too old now? And I and I know like, so I'll be 38 next week You know, I've been at this like trying to just break that That like I don't know. It's like if I look back, I feel like I've had a good career You know, I I tried my best in developmental and it was a different time and I just
1: Yeah, I I think that's what sucks too is if, if it was a different time for you Fuck like you were worse yeah. in developmental and then you know, going forward into everything else. But Yeah. They were like like, Oh, you're you're young and you're a girl and you're really good, and you know how to wrestle. Like, yeah, we got nothing for you, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that and that's how it was. And it wasn't really like you suck, but it was just like, eh, you've had a year,
1: next. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's kinda of how developmental was back then. And you know, I did a lot at, at TNA.
1: Oh, look, when it, I remember that's like because too at that time, like in the late two thousands. I remember, like, WWE, and though there was good women wrestling there, majority of it was yeah. just, like, you said, just, like, teen, like, it was, like, models and stuff trying to be wrestlers. And I don't know, TNA yeah. had an actual really awesome women's roster. And yeah. I was, like, because I, I remember even just watching it, I was, like, I feel like WWE just hires hot girls and then tries to train wrestlers. I'm, like, yes. I'm, like, there's, I mean, for you watch TNA, there's, there's hot girls that know how to wrestle, too. So, like, don't am just do those <laughs> girls. Like, it makes no sense to me.
0: I know, and and that's the, the interesting thing about AEW, and I'm probably biased because some girls I really, really love are working backstage, like Madison rain yeah. and Sarah Stock. Sarah was my tag partner. Madison rain has been probably my longest-standing girlfriend in professional wrestling, and then I love the women's division. Like what Tony Storm is doing oh, right now is so ever, funny, ever. so good, so good.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean like the first couple of weeks she was doing it, I was already over the moon about it. I remember like, oh. her, she was like, oh, that's so thoughtful. But I'm like, that's going to be meaningless now in a couple of weeks when like everyone's saying the same thing, you know, which, yeah, yeah, she's, it's incredible.
0: But it was such a risk, especially for a woman being like this kind of like zanier character. And zany has been done, but always like with a sexual undertone. Like like when Mickey was obsessed with Trish, there was a little bit of like an unhinged
1: character. Yep. I remember that was, that was the first WrestleMania I've ever been to. And I remember that was the first match that was, like, awesome, was her and Trish. Yeah. And I remember because they had such a good storyline and build to it as well. And then they killed it in the ring. So...
0: Yeah. And look at Mickey. Mickey is now... uh, That girl, she is... uh, She's worked so hard. And she's worn so many different hats in wrestling. And now she's going to be responsible for the women's division at OVW. And it's like, okay, what's going on at OVW? Like, this is interesting. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I heard that you brought her in recently. so
0: yeah but anyways i just love that this turned into a real conversation with you and i catching up like <laughs> you're welcome audience thank, you are thank watching thank you for
1: asking you know how so would you start wrestling what got you started who's your dream opponent mike but when people ask for podcasting, mean, obviously I, I wanted yours because you're you but so people you're ask amazing. i'm always like before the first questions of like you know is it is it even worth my time but right. yes. I do agree to it, I'm like, all right, do not ask all these questions that are the basic oh. questions that we can find online or listen to 18 podcasts and they all have the answers to like it's Yeah. I'm like, ugh, please don't, please don't. So. Well, I don't know about you, but
0: my favorite podcasts are the ones where it just seems like a candid conversation between two comedians or two actors and people already know. I'm a wrestler And all my Majority of my guests Are wrestlers So we've already cleared that We already know How our careers began We don't want
1: to talk About that shit That's boring like, I had no idea You know I didn't even plan About talking about The deep south stuff Which I don't think I've ever talked about So like, yeah. I that just came out And, and again Like yeah I, I love it When I'm Doing podcasts And people start Asking me about You know like horror movie stuff or, or Marvel comic, like what, just like other stuff that I'm into. We just start getting into like a big yeah. nerd debate and about things. And it's just, it's just outside the box, especially too. I think it, it, uh, humanizes me more. Yeah. But yeah, I spoke about what he as this big jacked up meathead. that just looks like an asshole 24 <laughs> seven. And like, like there's like, I don't know about this guy. So then when they see me, like they hear me talk and they go, Oh wait, he's just a big dork or You know, like, oh, he's he's a normal human. Like, Totally. Uh, well, yeah, people can connect and relate to me better than rather than just see me like, oh I forget this guy.
0: It's more interesting talking about the way we're feeling today versus, like, I think the most painful question is, where do you see your career going? It's like I don't really have any control over where my career is going. That's the honest answer.
1: Let, let, me, let, me, let me text Tony see what he says. Hold on, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, d- uh, dear Tony, because right, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about TNA teenage- so much. I went to the show yesterday. I saw, I saw yesterday. that. I hopped in. Uh, I. I got added I didn't know I was gonna do TV on Saturday and I was, cause I was gonna go Saturday. Yeah. So I had to go in yeah. there and then my flight got delayed and whatever and I I probably got there about halfway through the show, but and it was you know even more stacked yesterday or well yesterday Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, it was awesome. And and I not obviously I'm there and I know so many people there, wrestle wise, office wise. So it was great to see everyone say hi, say hello. Yeah. And the crowd was so high, yeah. especially for the Josh. And Osprey match, it was amazing. I, mean, I actually was going to leave yeah. to go to the gym because it was so late. And then I was leaving, yeah. they were about to go on. And I was like, "God oh, damn it. I got to stay and watch this match. And then I'm so glad I oh. did. The crowd was so hyped for it. But I just love it to see them. And I, I want to see them keep growing, doing more and more. And when people say the whole, like, I you know, even, even back then, they were like, I really want to go out of business. I want Impact to go out of business. I want that. I'm like, why would yeah. you want that? Like, like, if you don't like the product, you don't want to watch the product. Well, first of all, when people crap on the product, TNA, for instance. Yep. It's so great because you're be like, well, i asking me to watch TNA. And they're like, oh, I, I don't. I haven't. Like, well, then how do you have any say on <laughs> how good or bad it is if you don't watch it? Totally. I can't tell you how good or bad some movie is. That as it hasn't came out yet. No one's seen it because no one's seen it. Yep. So, I don't know. It just, it gets well, so hot and bothered. There's so much wrestling, so much wrestling and such easy access to it where if you don't want to watch yeah. it, okay, well then watch something else. But don't sit here and you know demonize it because you just want to be cool online and get your little 15 minutes of fame.
0: The best thing, I think, when wrestling has been at its highest points is competition. It's not exciting if just AEW or just WWE is killing everything. That's not exciting. Competition breeds better television, breeds better talent. And I love seeing the cross-branding. Like, you being there to support your friends, like, that's the thing. We've all we've all come up at some sort of time where we know each other and we want each other to do well regardless of the brand. So I don't know why the fans got to be such haters. It's,
1: it's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> and yeah, it's so cool to be there. Like, oh, yeah, I want to go through. And like, I was so excited, you know, just for the TNA thing. Because basically, how even Osprey said, like, oh, I've always wanted to wrestle for, you know, TNA, not Impact. You know, like, just, it's the same yeah. thing, but obviously there's a difference. And even I, I totally, out, it and I wanted to be on the show. I was like, I want to work at TNA show. Like, I it it's so <laughs> cool. like, it Like the So cool and I love that you can still get those all like, you know, geek out moments of being like a little kid, where you're like all oh, like marked out to, to to be a part of this, or it's like when you, you you work freaking whatever legend, they're gonna give you their finisher, and you're all excited about it. Like that's that's something have yeah. the little kidism in in you as far as just being a fan, which is awesome that uh, when it can still happen, you know, this day and age. So
0: so come on, fans, start being a little bit positive, more more positive. Okay. Oh, I don't want to keep you because you were so gracious to give me your time and you've got a fresh baby and a beautiful wife but I just want to wrap this up and do a little bit of a speed round my top 10 tailor-made questions okay ready what's a beauty product you cannot live without um
1: what is it called uh it's like oh my gosh it's the, it's the gel that I use for my hair it's the best gel I've ever and it smells so good I can't even think what's called I think it's called like illumination <laughs> okay. or something like that
0: okay I love this I like that you have a beauty product because that's not just a female question. Men gotta be pretty right. too.
1: <laughs> well, that's about as deep as I go. Who, but yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that's fair. Who is your ride or die sports team? 49ers. 49ers. Always love it. Band favorite band or artist?
1: You know what? Since high school, Kid Rock. Oh, good one. I don't. Yeah, that's what you all of these favorite questions, yeah. teams. Whatever, yeah. Once somebody's like reached that favorite. It's never changed. It's never fluctuated. No, oh, like that's good. So you're like a six. true yeah. Some people like to jump because this person <laughs> was the championship or this or whatever. That, you know, I'm like no, like that once they reach there, that's just them. So
0: true blue. I love that for you. <laughs> what is your favorite clothing designer? Oh, I
1: don't know if I have one of those
0: or brand. Uh,
1: I'll tell you what, because I don't think I have, it, but I'm actually wearing my pants right now. Gasp! Nutrition or Gasp Ink, rather, which. is fitness oh. brand the yeah. one, most phenomenal clothes ever and like if you really try to ah. buy them you see how expensive they are it, there's a reason like they are it's so nice it's so nice
0: that's how i feel about Lululemon. I really people crack all over the price and
1: yeah, they're not my favorite they're not my favorite oh but um interesting i do know these fit weird but like but there's like shorts gym shorts regular shorts jeans their little crazy oversized uh t-shirts tank tops hoodie hoodie is yep. amazing like it's all their clothing, even their uh, like gym accessories, like, like your wrist wraps, lifting straps, knee wraps, like all their stuff is like substantially different than anything else gym wise. So,
0: well, that's good because like you don't have like your average off the rack build, so you need to have something that works for your body. It's
1: just the, the quality, just poof, up to, there, up to there.
0: <laughs> Name a movie that changed your
1: life. Um, well, because it's in my little gimmick room in here. Half of all the memorabilia there is Army of Darkness. I will say that movie. Ooh, that's a good one. And I'm a bit Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, Bruce Campbell. That whole lineage right there is is. If I'm obsessed with anything more than wrestling, it's that for sure.
0: Okay, you talked about comic books. What is your go-to?
1: Like my guy Wolverine for sure. I'm the fiber. But okay, so, like, that's right that's <laughs> for the Army of Darkness uh, stuff I have in there. Then it's the Wolverine. So I don't know if I have a favorite comic book. Um, I mean the. If I want to geek out, the Fatal Attraction series is great, or even uh, Age of Apocalypse for any nerds that know what those are. And those are much older comics, but um, um yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite comic comic, but those ones I remember are pretty. Okay. Epic. I'm actually more of a fan too of I have a crap ton of comic cards. I was a big, big, big Marvel card guy oh. growing up, and like almost like I have a, like you know all the crazy expensive like adult toys. I have those now too. But mm-hmm. I sell all my childhood toys, cards, comics, all of my little collectibles. And those almost mean more, right? Because they're like nostalgic, so.
0: Yeah, that's really cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little like maybe you could never find that fun fact on the internet for about sure, Brian sure. Cage.
1: I said, like, even then, here, we'll this. I remember I had all these uh, all my wrestling figures, too. So mad, Melissa. Yep. So she goes, look, you need to put down, you know, try to be my mom on so much toys that you have. So I went through all my wrestling yep. figures. And I kept the ones that I just really wanted, the ones you know they need or care about, yeah. and I put them in a the bin. Yeah. But I'm going to give them away. Um, like I did, like like my old VHS do tapes and stuff. That's, that's everything, you know, digitally now. Yeah. I'll go Craigslist or yep. whatever. It's it's like Toy Story three style. Oh. It's like find someone to like oh, give yeah. pass it on to. So I have this big, I, I, I have this big bin full of, all of those figures. Cool. I'll put on Craigslist or whatever. I'll give it to somebody. They'll they love it. Yeah. So I go away on the weekend. I yeah. come back. I'm like, hell, where's that bin of figures? And it was like I threw them away. I'll go. You throw them away? <laughs> oh. I said, you're getting rid of them anyways. Oh, no. Who cares? I go, oh, would have never just thrown them away. I oh, was so mad. I oh, was so mad.
0: Oh, no.
1: She didn't understand.
0: What has been your favorite city to perform in, visit, kind of like?
1: That's a good question. I was actually thinking about this, too. Like, somebody asked me, like, oh, what's some of your favorite places? Yeah. yeah. Because so I there's a few different variables, too, because there's, like, you know, awesome arenas. There's awesome fan bases. There's True. also, like, just personally for me, certain cities that have, you know, I guess more hookups in, more friends, amazing gyms, whatever. So there's always a little benefit. Yep. If, we're just, if I just try to keep it straight to wrestling, man, it's like a really hot crowd that I, I love every time. Because <laughs> there's, there's some really good ones. I feel like I've wrestled in, uh, I mean, Seattle, especially like in Defy, the indie company up there mm-hmm. they're they are tremendous um we're talking aw wise i don't know, i wrestle in dallas so much too um i feel like i'd have a better answer like tonight at three in the morning when i wake up to pee and i'll be like oh, <laughs> oh i should have said this city <laughs>
0: that's okay that's okay just say like i don't know you don't have to have a favorite it's just like if, if something was at the forefront yeah, yeah, of your yeah. brain, and you're like, "Blocked." Because like said,
1: but there's definitely perks to so many places, and then there's times where we're going to somewhere where I'm like, yeah, "What the hell is this? I don't want to go there." Like, just is what it is. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a, a specific, specific go-to place. There is, uh, there's so many that are, that are really good, but I don't know if there's one that like, stands out. I will tell you this too: country-wise, to favorite wrestler-wise, even Japan's so cool as well. I absolutely love going to Australia.
0: Ah, that's a good one. There we go. We'll, we're going to call so, it Australia. <laughs> uh, what is your least favorite exercise?
1: Uh, Probably um front squats. Yeah, yeah I don't know. One. You know, too, also, talk about mobility and stuff. I can't, if I can go like this and hold the bar, like, with my hand, I'm fine. Yep. I have to do this gimmick, yeah. and the bar like, yeah. it starts, it starts to roll forward, and it's just uh, it, it's no fun. Yeah. I always do every now and it's then, I am not to waste more time. I'm, getting, I'm not doing these anymore.
0: Well, to segue into that, what's your least favorite move to take?
1: Like a big, big face bump. I don't like those. I don't like those either. And you pee a little. And as I, women, and I, so. and I, oh, really? <laughs> a a bit, lot of my moves that I give people are face bumps too. But like, like uh. every now and then I can never know if you a good one. Like, this isn't bad, but I don't know why. There's something about certain face bumps, like depending on what the move is, that like I'm like, ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't like taking it. Um, which yeah. brings me up to one of my good friends who doesn't wrestle anymore. He was great. His whole move set was based off of moves he didn't want to take. So he's like, "If I do those moves, <laughs> then <they're-
0: laughs> I don't like, Oh, to that's my move! Them.
1: Like, I'm like I'm I'm it.
0: <laughs> that's actually right. genius. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Who is your most embarrassing crush of all time? Most
1: embarrassing crush? Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. I just all part of the camera talk about. Um, uh, her biggest crush. Brock yes. from
0: yeah. Brock from Pokemon. So
1: I, I popped <laughs> huge for that because I was like, I was like, low-key had a little bit of a crush on Jesse from Team Rocket on Pokemon as well. But I think I had a Beautiful. crush maybe on Jubilee uh, from x the x cartoon, which also at least makes sense because I didn't even realize at the time, but I think she's like 10 or 12 in the cartoon. I was yeah. probably eight. So, you know, it's like a little closer to my age range.
0: Fair. That's totally within range. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last
1: one finish this lyric
0: <clears throat> and this is for the questions that don't have
1: any answers oh my uh uh well, something with the topless dancers
0: the midnight glances that and the, the topless dancers, dancers. <laughs> well thank you so much again for taking the time out this was a yes, blast. I'm glad, I'm glad it finally happened. if that wasn't a different look at brian cage I don't know what is but i was genuinely so excited to catch up with him he's done so many amazing things and he's obviously done quite the healing journey in his own regard to go through divorce custody battle marriages births of children while trying to become a superstar in the crazy weird wild world of professional wrestling and obviously I can draw the parallels between all the things I've been through with his story and you know it really struck a chord with me and I hope all of you listening no matter what if you're trying to become a professional wrestler or you're looking to finish a degree or you're trying to get a dream job don't give up we all go through our own shit and that's what life is. No one said it was easy and we all fall. We all fall flat on our face and we make stupid decisions. You can't turn back the clock. It's all about how you recover gracefully and style it out in the world. And you know what? Be honest. Just be honest about your messiness and you're going to find your people because at the end of the day, your vibe attracts your tribe, which is why and how I ended up in the world of professional wrestling. I hope you enjoy the content that Wild On is bringing you weekly. I made a big blunder last week, and I didn't say thank you to my right-hand woman, my queen, my editor, my sister, Rochelle Duras. She is the fiercest editor in the podcast world, and right now she is in a very, very cold place called Winnipeg. Well, actually, it's outside of Winnipeg. It's smaller. It's called Brandon. It's cold, like real cold. Like, I mean, go check the weather network. It's snowy. It's cold. It's bleak. And she is doing her thing while simultaneously editing this show for all of you to enjoy. So please don't hesitate to give us that feedback. And most importantly, Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so we can keep this show going. And until next week, keep calm and wild on. Blessed be.